0: Hey girls, it's Amy and Charlotte here, co-founders of The Confidence Click. The Confidence Click is a community of like-minded women who are working towards becoming their most confident and unstoppable selves, and this podcast is here to do just the same.
1: We're going to be bringing you the latest episodes to help you unlock the real you, build yourself up, learn how to love yourself, trust yourself, and start making decisions your future self will thank you for.
0: So, let's get into it. Hi guys, Amy and Charlotte here. Um, this is our first podcast and we're basically going to do a bit of an intro so you can get to know us a little bit more and also know our story and maybe some of like the lessons we've learned along the way and where we are now and why we're doing what we're doing because we both had this feeling that we're meant for more and that's kind of like the overall subject of this podcast. Um, and I know a lot of people have the same feeling of knowing that they're meant for more but they don't know, like, know what to do or how to go about like figuring out what it is and why they're meant for more so we're going to hopefully give you some tips and tricks to
1: actually find out what it is you're meant for. Throughout the podcast we're going to delve into so many different aspects of self-development and mindset I feel like through more of like a confidence lens because that's what our mission is um, but yeah we'll start off starting off with a uh, feeling like you're meant for more I feel like it's a good place to start
0: yeah exactly because I think that was the starting point for us too
1: oh absolutely it's like it's just like that feeling I feel like now I know it is my intuition but back then I was like it was just like this gut feeling like something isn't right something needs to change but I don't know what I want to do with my life
0: yeah and I have the same feeling too and it's funny isn't it because it was in by the way my chair's squeaky so
1: hopefully you can't hear my chest squeaking in the background (laughs) i mean i think the girls like you can bear with us a little bit obviously because it's our first one so it's only going to go up from here
0: yeah exactly um yeah and also it's a bit funny because we both had we didn't know each other at this point but it was in lockdown that this feeling like happened for us and we did something about it which led us to like where we are now
1: yeah do, um, do you know do you know how i started good vibes lady i actually don't know do you know how i started that no i literally you know boss babe yeah. I was doing one of their webinars and oh, I think yeah. she was talking about like building a brand. I can't remember what it was that she was talking about, but she was like just start like if you have an Instagram page that you want to do. Like obviously, I don't know if you guys know already, but I'm also a beauty content creator, so I already had that page, but I really just developed this passion for self-development and I didn't really know what to do with that or where to take it. And I kind of wanted to share it, but it's hard to kind of flip your niche. When people know me for beauty, so I was like, I can't do it on that page. And I was literally watching this webinar, and she was like, just start. She's like, you can do it in this way, that way, whatever. And then that, literally from that webinar, that's when I started Good Vibes Daily, and now it's like obviously catapulted into what it is. And then that's how I met you. But that that literally one small decision that I made just Mm. to start it is then what led me to connect to you. How weird is that?
0: Yeah, it was like a sign the sign you needed and whoever's listening to this podcast it might be the sign they need to then start whatever it is they're thinking about
1: yeah i feel like it, it, it's such a scary feeling to start something because everyone's a beginner at some point and i feel like they're, they're, there's this pressure to like be an expert immediately even yeah. when i started out because i also did um like when i left my job i know we'll obviously give a bit more of an overview to this but um when i was first starting out as like a beauty therapist i was terrified Do you think I felt comfortable, like, going near people's eyelashes and, (laughs) like, their brows and everything? I'm like, it actually takes, like, you just have to take the leap. It's always going to be scary at first. And everyone's a beginner at one point. When I first started doing brows, I was shy. I was shocking. And then, obviously, (laughs) as the years go by, I'm like, okay, yeah, better. Even with makeup, when I first started, I was like, why was I teaching people how to do makeup when my makeup looked so terrible? Do Do you know what I mean? But they're, like, but unless you go from the beginning and you start and you're a beginner, then you never you never get better. Exactly.
0: And I think that's like, that is basically, that's confidence. It's like practising and c- committing to something and doing something over and over again and getting better and better at it. That's literally how you develop confidence. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's like proving to yourself that you're capable. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you feel more confident now doing it?
1: Oh, I feel super confident. I used to stress so much, especially because I'm also trained in microblading. And that is obviously like a semi-permanent procedure. So when I first started doing that, I was like, because even when we were doing the training, we were like doing it straight on other people. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I got so into my head. I was like, I'm terrible at this. I can't do it. I had like my first clients booked in and I was thinking, I'm going to be so bad. Like, this is awful, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. But I did it. And then actually the first client, she loved it. And it was after that that I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this. And I would still feel really nervous before each client, Even when I would do, like, weddings, I remember doing my first, like, wedding makeup, and that's, like, the most important day of someone's life. Oh, my gosh. And although I was confident in my makeup ability, it's, like, when you, I think, push yourself to that next level, it's getting out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Like, doing Mm. that was not my comfort zone. Um, And it was only, kind of, after doing that, and then, like, the bride loved it, or, like, you know, my clients were really happy. And I'm, like, I've never had a client come to me and say, like, I don't like it, so why do I... Why do I keep feeling so nervous before every person? Mm. And I think it's at that point that then you think, okay, maybe I am okay at this. And then that in turn is what ends up building your confidence. Mm. I mean, they say
0: like not to seek external validation, but in some extent, like it is important if you, you need that like bit of confidence boost, like just to have someone say like, oh my God, I love it, thank you. Like you're like, oh, right,
1: okay. So like sometimes just a bit of reassurance obviously is good. It's definitely helpful. I think it does get to a point where you kind of like, I still have those internal thoughts. Like if I have someone new coming for makeup, or whatever, I still have those intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. But now I think because I've done work on myself, I can kind of push those away and be like, no Charlotte, yeah, you're yeah. good at what you do. Like, don't get me wrong, those thoughts still pop in, but it's just a lot easier, I think, the more you've built your confidence. But don't get me wrong, when someone says that they love it, I love that, obviously, if someone's gonna mm-hmm. tell me that like, I'm like, Look, give me the validation, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Of course, who doesn't? So obviously I've talked a lot about myself and my journey, but what about you, Amy? Why don't you tell people a little bit more about your journey because I feel like I've hogged this so far.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I grew up as a dancer. So my whole life I was a dancer and I got so much fulfillment from dancing So I was always on stage, I was always performing. I was always getting like a round of applause and we were always competing to win. And I mean... Like, we were all really good dancers and we used to, like, win a lot of competitions. And I did quite a lot, like, performing and was on Britain's Got Talent
1: and... What? (laughs) I don't think you've told me this. I was super young. Stop it. I think I was, like, 13. I mean, I think you should lead with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But... Looking back now, like compared to the talent of like a thirteen-year-old dancer now, to what it was like back back in the day, it's mental. Like they're doing like flips and somersaults and all sorts. I mean, like we were good for the standard at that state at that like time. Um, but yeah, I loved obviously dancing, and I got to like eighteen, and I I did feel like I've burnt out then, like I'd done it all. So then everyone was going off to dance colleges, and I was like, I was applying, and I got in everywhere um, to like pursue it as a long-term career. And I kind of just thought to myself, like, I feel like I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Like, and I do feel like I've done it all. So I'm going to explore something else. And then that was like a huge, like, massive change, shock to everyone. Like, my whole family were like, what? Like, you're, you're a dancer, though. Like, you don't,
1: like, I think everyone was just like, you don't you don't know anything else. <laughs> I mean, I you did. And I was like... It almost, it's funny, isn't it? Because things almost become part of your identity. It was
0: literally like Amy the Dancer. Like I was a dancer and that was it. But at school I really enjoyed art and I really enjoyed, um, I got really good at it, like at GCSE level and got a star. And I was like, oh, okay. But at the start of my GCSE with art, I was rubbish. And my teacher even said to me like, are you sure you want to like do art? Because like there's other subjects you could do. Cause I I really Basically trying to say, um. Yeah, like. Yeah, knock it on the head now, love. <laughs> um, but I did, and I like pursued it. And like every lunch break, I'd be like practicing, and I, and I really enjoyed it. So I think that shows like a passion and getting more confident at something. Because at the start, I was like, oh, I'm obviously rubbish at it. But yeah, I got A star and felt like, oh well, I've got a real big passion of art. So why don't I pursue something in that? I love fashion as well, so I applied to go to London College of Fashion and got in there and went to London College of Fashion for three years and did a degree. Then I did like PR internships at Giorgio Armani and I was like oh my god this is like this is really cool like I'm gonna be like Devil Wears Prada but it was a complete like change of career and it was so new and I felt like an imposter like majorly like I was like I'm not made for this because I was made to be a dancer like what am I doing? Um And then after uni just started working because I met who's my husband now um, and we needed to, or well, we wanted to rent together, so I just, like, got a job. And I, like, fell into the 9-to-5 world of, like, just making a bit of money to live. And I was like, wow, I am not fulfilled at all. Because I feel like my dancing career, obviously, was so fulfilled. And then I was like, oh, this is this is what you're meant to do, though. This is, like, this is society. This is how people live. Like, this is maybe what I'm meant to do. Like, I'm just working in an office. Like, Okay. And I just felt really unfulfilled and I did that um, yeah, for a good few years. Then sort of kind of worked into like marketing and worked into like branding and brand management and did and like, got like sort of worked my way at the corporate ladder to be a brand manager and then it was when I was a brand manager I still sort of like didn't feel fulfilled and then that's when in lockdown here I was like I'm meant for more like what I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is I'm searching for. And it was like lockdown when you had a lot more time to be with yourself and your thoughts. So it just sort of like all clicked for me. Like it all sort of started falling into place, and I was like, "Oh!" And it was literally like a light bulb moment when I watched Oprah Winfrey's "Power of Women" speech, and she says about how six because I so like as a, obviously growing up as a dancer like performer, I always thought like you had to be. To be successful, yet to be famous. But then actually watching this Oprah Winfrey Power of Women speech, she says success comes from serving and helping people. And I was literally like, oh, my God, I'm doing it all wrong. Like, I need to help people. And that's where the fulfillment will come from. Like, I was like, how can I help people? And then that's when I started looking into just the whole world of self-development. And I did. So I had so much time for myself. read the Miracle Morning book. That changed my life. In lockdown, I then started. I was listening to Becky Rabin's podcast and she is a coach that trains coaches and then I was like oh I could coach people I have no idea how but I love the idea of like helping people um and then I'd start doing like a mastermind with her and then thought oh my god like a life coach like looking at all like what life coaches do and I was like that sounds amazing like I want to help people in different ways in terms of like help them grow with confidence And and I kind of felt She really helped me like identify like my niche and how I want to help people. And I think it was the, I've always been quite a confident person, like transitioning into all these different careers, just jumping into the deep end and just like going, right, you know what, I'm just going to go with it and just helping people like find the confidence to go for it and take that leap of faith. And then, yeah, got my life coaching diploma and started coaching people in 2020. And then we met last year, 2022. No. no, it
1: was 2021, wasn't it? Wait, was it last year? No, I think it was last year.
0: Maybe last year when we did a live together and then the confidence click blossomed. And that was always another dream of mine when I started coaching was to have more of like a community side. So the confidence click was like the, the community side of the coaching.
1: Yeah, I've oh. always I've always craved a community like that. Because like similar to you, like my self development journey really I was kind of interested in it in like twenty eighteen, nineteen, I think is when it maybe started to become a little bit more mainstream, but um I was kind of too scared to delve into it too much, but twenty twenty, because I'd unfortunately <laughs> made the decision to quit my nine to five job at the beginning of twenty twenty, and then by the time I'd finished we went into lockdown and I couldn't open up my business. So I had a, like all of that time to myself with no income. And that was the time that I really got into self-development but I still didn't tell like my family or friends because I just I don't know I didn't feel comfortable I wasn't I didn't really know like where I was going with it yet I didn't feel super confident in that journey just at that point um and also like you don't want to be judged when you're trying something new so I just know I was craving like an online community of women who are all going through the same thing because I think it can be a little bit scary when you start that journey especially like like I don't have a partner but I can imagine like if your partner isn't particularly supportive in in that kind of journey that could be really hard because it might just be that that's not it's not their journey just yet like maybe they'll discover it a little bit Mm -hmm. later on but I know it's a lot of people I think feel similar to us that they really want to have like a group of women that they can really connect with and I think that's like what's so lovely about what we've managed to build yeah definitely
0: and I think I had that at the start when I did my mastermind with the get get lick get lit it's called um Mm. and there was a group of girls training to become coaches and we were all like sort of delving into this world of self-development so we we had like accountability calls every week and we were like catching up and yeah in lockdown it was really nice and like you say it was that community aspect that like was really helpful more like
1: personal as well because I know like I I don't know if you listen to the Rise and Conquer podcast, but I love Georgie Stevenson. She like does all things self development, law of attraction, manifesting, all of that kind of stuff. And I did her Rise and Conquer project in 2020, um, mm. which was amazing. So it's like a manifesting course essentially. But there was like a Facebook group with loads of other girls. But, I mean, there were like quite a lot of us, like a thousand or so, in there. So it's less oh personal, but it's still you still felt like a bit of yeah, a bit of okay. accountability and connection um mm-hmm. and it actually makes you stick to doing the like the course and putting in the work and everything
0: yeah it does like, And we were like just super open with each other like it was on another level like we've never met each other there was like four of us but like we would have these accountability calls and like we take it in turns some one more well, like one day one week like one of us would be like really an emotional wreck and we would just be like crying to each other and like We'd literally be crying on the Zoom call and then each of us would be, like, helping each other. But, like, you come away, like, feeling, like, so refreshed to be, like, you have that safe space to, like, be yourself and, like, talk about what's, like, troubling you or what's on your mind or what's keeping you stuck. And it was super helpful.
1: Yeah, I feel like as you get older, it's... (laughs) It's more, like, quality over quantity when it comes to the people in your life. I don't know if you agree, but, like... Like, don't get me wrong, I have my ride-or-die friends that I've had for years and years and years and we might be at different stages at different times but we always come back together mm. but I think you just really appreciate and crave that like it's almost like people's energy do you know what yeah. I mean like just that like yeah. good energy like people who are really uplifting and supportive and mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that's just
0: yeah <laughs> when I started my stuff I remember like I got just started like being super like Oh, my God. I Like, I would walk out the door and see a white feather, and I'd be like, oh, my God. But I thought, like, and I was I was at that point as well, like, learning, like, not to care about what people think and stuff. So I was literally just going all out as well on my social media in terms of, like, posting a picture. But I wasn't just posting a picture. I'd be writing a caption, like, guys, I honestly feel incredible at the moment. Don't know what's going on with me, but, like, I, I think I went through a bit of, like, a spiritual awakening. Like, it was mental. And, like, yeah, I couldn't really talk directly to my friends by it, but they could see on my Instagram that something was happening. And then I remember, because I was still a brand manager at the time, and someone at work, someone, like, had said something to her and was like, what's going on with Amy at the moment? Is she okay? Like, what's... Like, she seems super happy and, like, enlightened and all this. But it was literally just going on this whole self-development, like, spiritual awakening journey that changed my life in lockdown. It was mental.
1: It's actually just becoming a more positive person and having a more positive mindset. I'm like, there can't be anything better than that. (laughs) Yeah. I went from
0: feeling, like, really fed up, like, oh, I'm stuck in a nine-to-five, don't enjoy, like, there's something I'm meant for, but I don't know what it is, and to then, like, realising what it was I was meant for, and all this self-development led me to, like, finding my purpose, finding what brings me joy. And I was, like, doing all this every day, feeling, like, amazing, knowing my purpose was to help other women get more confident in themselves, and, yeah, helping these women just change their lives, and when I was doing that and actually helping these women like that just fulfillment just oh it's amazing.
1: I feel like my purpose came a little bit slower like I kind of knew I always have loved helping other people like any job that I've been in like I after I left uni I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do so I was just going from job to job I did like a million internships I worked in insurance for six months I worked in recruitment for a while ended up as an EA working at Selfridges and that's where I stayed for a while but Even though I didn't enjoy the jobs, it was it was the people and the fact that I got to be in a support role and make other people's lives easier and lives better. And like I and I feel like that's kind of where I started with it. Like, okay, I like to help people, I like to be a support to people. And then I was thinking, okay, I love beauty. So I did my my beauty Instagram as like a bit of a side hustle teaching other people how to do makeup not that I feel like you know obviously the beauty is on the inside as well as the outside but it's just nice to help someone else feel more confident in themselves so that was an aspect where I was getting it from and then I was like oh I want to work for myself which by the way you don't always have to leave your nine to five to like feel like you're meant for more it doesn't have to be that but that's just what our journeys are and then I was like I want to work for myself what like what do I do from here and I was like oh I I love beauty. I could become a beauty therapist and then again it's like the aspect of helping helping women like feel a little bit more confident in themselves, like give them a bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. But I think I slowly realized that like that dream wasn't quite what I thought it would be and it didn't quite give me the freedom that I thought it would. So it's like you can kind of go through go through these motions and try different things out and it isn't necessarily always going to be like your dream immediately. And then it's kind of like as time's gone on, then different things have kind of come into my life. And I started the Good Vibes Daily page. So it's like I wanna help support people with like self-development and like make but essentially making Instagram a more positive place because I just noticed for myself, um, it can become a little bit toxic at times and you can find yourself comparing all the time. And I was like, I just for, for me myself, I wanted a safe space online where everyone that I followed was really positive and everything that I put out was really positive. So like kind of ended up doing that and then obviously mm. that's evolved that then I've met you and then we were talking about the confidence mm. click and like and that I think when we had our discussion was when it really did click for me that actually like I want to help other women who were in my position. Like like Amy obviously you said that you grew up feeling quite confident whereas I was the complete opposite. I'm incredibly introverted by nature and I'm a Taurus so I'm a hermit. I like to be at home. <laughs> I still like to be at home. Um So it's taken a lot of work and a lot of pushing myself out of my comfort zone to get to the point where I like show up online or talk on a podcast, like anything like this. If you'd have told me like five years ago that this is what I would be doing, I would tell you that you're absolutely crazy. But the fact that I know that I've done this, I know that other people who were like me five to 10 years ago, whatever, I know that we can help and support them. Mm -hmm. And then that, that very long-winded journey is how I figured out my purpose and, and how I was meant for more so it's not always something like it's amazing if you have this like I've always craved having like a spiritual awakening and then it kind of just happening but I think for me it just happened a little bit more slowly it could I think it just happens differently for everyone yeah but I think it
0: like like what you were just saying I think when people realize that where they are now if they're not happy it's absolutely fine like when you when you look back at Like, what you've done is, like, jobs, careers, relationships, everything adds up. Like, all the dots join up. So, like, when I look back at, like, that's what the point where I found, like, my purpose and fulfillment and knowing I was meant for more, was I look back at what I'd been doing. Like, you kind of think it's irrelevant. You're like, oh, I worked in a bar or I worked as a waitress or whatever it was. But then if you actually look at, like, the skills you learn and, like, the things you actually learn along the way, Like, when you write it all down, you're like, whoa, like, that's why I'm meant for this. or, And that's when I realised, like, my bar job, my being a waitress, like, working in a dance shop, like, working in a shoe shop, I, like, did so many different jobs. But I'm like, they've led me to where I am today. And I think that's, like, really important if someone's not happy where they are. Like, it's a part of your journey and it should be, like, valued.
1: It's so true. Yeah, I feel like we could give the listeners some tips on like, because I know that obviously a lot of them might be feeling like they're meant for more and have no idea what to do or how to go about it. So we could just give them a few little tips to end this episode Um yeah. just on more like actionable things maybe they can do. Yeah,
0: I'd start by, if you've got the feeling that you're meant for more, I would start at looking all your passions, all your like desires, like maybe things you want to achieve, like things that you really love doing. Do you love speaking? Do you hate speaking? Do you love talking to friends? Do you hate speaking like to friends and family? Do you like being, I know, do you like writing or do you hate writing? Like look at all the things you like and don't like. I say start like with all of those sort of things because you'll start to realise that your passions are a big part of like you're meant for more and it, it will be part of the story.
1: Mm. And it's, I think it's also important to try and learn to listen to your intuition. If you're not familiar with what mm. intuition is, it's that gut feeling that you have. So like when you're with a guy and there's a million red flags and you're like, mm, no, he's the one for me, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to ignore that feeling I have in the pit of my stomach. And then something ends up happening where you're like, oh shit, it was right. <laughs>
0: yeah, I should have listened to it. That right there
1: is your intuition.
0: And then that's hindsight as well. Where you get there, you're like, oh, why didn't I listen to my intuition? And I don't
1: know about you as well, but I actually had physical symptoms when I was in a really unhappy space, when I was in that nine-to-five job that I just really didn't enjoy, didn't feel fulfilled, didn't feel happy. Just generally in my life as well, I'd gone through a breakup like a, of a really long-term relationship, and I had all of these stomach issues. I went to so many different people, like to the doctors, I went to... Get an intolerance test, I was having severe bloating every single day, mm-hmm. and then when I left the job, all of the symptoms went away.
0: That's mad, isn't it?
1: I mean, I know maybe that's not the case for everyone, and maybe you think I'm a little bit woo woo with this, but I honestly no, believe okay. it was like the stress of like, mm-hmm. I'm so unhappy in my life and I don't know what to do. And for me, I was a little bit dramatic, I suppose, with my exit, <laughs> but <laughs> but it doesn't have to be a dramatic exit where you just quit your job because. What I'd planned to do was quit my job and then I'd booked a solo trip to Japan to just go and travel Japan by myself.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I was going to do that in 2020. That is obviously super dramatic, which actually is quite unlike me because I'm normally a like a bit of a planner. I'm not that impulsive. No,
0: no, no, obviously that, that couldn't happen, though, because of lockdown.
1: Couldn't happen because of lockdown. Thank God. So all the money that I had saved for that trip, I was then able to <laughs> live off of during 2020. Telling- Everything happens for a reason. But if you don't want to make like a dramatic exit like that, it's it could just be as simple as like making an escape plan, or like starting that side hustle on the weekends, and then once you feel comfortable. Because obviously, mm-hmm. I'm like I still live at home, and during that time, still lived at home, so I still had a roof over my head, and I didn't have to pay a mortgage. I understand it really depends. If you've got children, or you have a mortgage, you have bills to pay, you have responsibilities, it might be like you have a bit of a phased plan over the next two, three, four, five years, or whatever it might be but it's just about kind of starting to implement these things Mm or...
0: Yeah, your dreams and passions and like pursuing it, but making it like a yeah, you don't have to, like, live off it straight away, it's, like, a hobby, like, you, it excites you, like, this is also my hobby at the moment, because this is my side hustle, like, I also have a full-time job on the side of this as well, like, I'm just going to be up front with it, because, like, it is, (laughs) that is real, and I like to be real with everyone, so, yeah, like, I do have a full-time job on, like, that I do, nine to five, not yet, obviously I'm on maternity, so I'll be going back in October, so at the moment I'm just doing this because I really enjoy doing it.
1: If you have a hobby or a passion that you absolutely love doing, but you don't want it to be your full-time gig, that's also fine, you could just yeah, get you your fulfilment, yeah, yeah, you keep it as a side thing, and you get your fulfilment that way, if you do like your job, a lot of people like their job.
0: I love my job, that's why I'm yeah. also like, I really love doing what I do full-time, Like, and I also love doing this, but my job also came about because after doing all that self-development and like finding my purpose and realizing what I really enjoyed that came from doing all that work like it's in the art world like it came and it was like a job it's a relationship and influencer manager like role that in an art world like it's literally another dream job of mine so like you can be multifaceted like you can do more than one thing like you can be more than just like that one role like you're not just one title
1: i think we can both agree that we're both incredibly (laughs) multi-passionate yeah (laughs) like i'm extremely passionate about beauty and makeup and all of that but i also love self-development they say you like you have to be
0: an expert in one thing but if you enjoy everything like i mean i've just created a
1: social media course as well because i also am passionate about social media i mean (laughs) why not
0: everything (laughs)
1: i think why not so this is your sign if you've been feeling like you're meant for more or you want to try something new this is your sign to just give it a go
0: yeah I like that just start exploring and start thinking about what it is that brings you the most joy what you're good at another like there's a book uh what's it called the big leap that's a really good book yeah um read that the big leap by gay Hendricks. i think it's called i didn't say that into my microphone the big leap <laughs> by Gay Hendrix, I think it's called that talks about like what you're good at your different like levels of expertise and like you'll figure out what you're good at what you're like an expert at because you probably,
1: a lot of people don't know like it took me ages do you know what else I want to have done as well this is a bit of a random side note but I want to have my human design read you can do it online you can but it's not the same as like someone actually talking you through it exactly because I just don't really understand it to be honest
0: yeah i i I started trying to like research and like understand what it meant and i kind of get it
1: i think it can just tell you your your strengths and stuff and kind of maybe what your purpose is meant to be in life obviously it's not like set in stone or anything like that but it can just be a little bit helpful if you have absolutely no idea
0: no I think it really helps like there was once where um it says that my like area or like best location for me to be in like there's different ones like on the water or like in water I can't remember mine's being with like in like on mountains like being with nature and I remember like going for a walk on like there's. I live like literally by some hills and I went for a walk on the hills and like it was at one point where I was just like feeling a bit down and then like kind of sat on a bench at the top looking out and I was just like thinking to myself what like what am I meant for? Like what what am I doing this for? And this was like as a, after I started like life coaching, you because kind of, you go all through like peaks and drops and like you know ups ups and downs, and it was where and when I was just having a bit of a down moment, and then the next day was when I went viral with my two 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 post. So I'm like I'm definitely like, and like this human design, I really believe in it.
1: Yeah, would well, you know you know what mine is? Like I am obsessed obsessed with the ocean but I'm also obsessed with countryside and mine is like countryside by water <laughs> yeah so like if I could live like in the Cotswolds by a lake then that would be like the dream or or if I could live somewhere where there's like countryside but also the ocean so you just got to live 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 in Devon I do I either there or like the Gold Coast of Australia would also be <laughs> on oh, no. well they're good too far. <laughs> <laughs> please, please I know I just want to pick up one of their beaches because their beaches look unreal oh, yeah. and just bring it over here because like love us but the beaches unless you're down in Cornwall are just not giving it to me
0: right shall we wrap this up um also if you haven't seen our confidence click online community then at the moment the doors are closed and you can get yourself on the wait list it's basically an online academy like we were saying earlier it's a community of like-minded women who are working towards becoming their most unstoppable and confident selves and we're there to support each and every one of you inside the community you get so many resources, so many workshops, guest expert workshops and then eventually next year we're looking at doing retreats so it's just an amazing safe space to be yourself and grow as an individual. Um, So yeah the doors are closed at the moment but yeah get yourself on the wait list and we'll let you know when the doors are open.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Confidence Kick podcast, we are so excited to have you here. We'll be back in your ears next week and it would mean so much to us if you could give us a follow so you don't miss any of our future episodes. If you want to connect with us even further, you can head over to our Instagram at theconfidenceclick underscore and sign up to our waitlist if you're interested in joining our Confidence Click Academy. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and we will speak to you very soon. Bye, my loves.